Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wasabi. <laughs> you said wasabi? No, I, I sort of said wrestling, but it sounded <laughs> it sounded a bit like a robot, and then it sounded a bit Japanese. And <laughs> as I got two-thirds of the way through, I thought, oh, this is not good. Japanese wasabi robot. <laughs> um... Welcome to Wrestle Me. It's the nation's favourite podcast. About wrestling. Done by two British people. Yes, who, one of which doesn't know anything about wrestling. And the other one who knows too much. <laughs> wrestle slick, Me. Right? Nice yeah. and slick. Well done, we well go. done. Um, welcome back everyone. Thank you uh, to everyone who have uh, who has been listening, have been listening to the show. Yeah, it's worth us saying we've recorded a lot of these in advance and this yes. is the first one that we've recorded since they've started going out. Which is so, mad, isn't it? Like, it, it is. We were too well prepared, <laughs> but we also slightly... A lot of people sort of gave really good advice for yeah. the ones coming up. So there's a chap who said, oh, you know, you've got to see when you watch WrestleMania 5, people, everyone trips on the way into the ring. Yes. And we missed that because we'd recorded it back in like November. <laughs> so uh, we're not being rude. Uh, no. uh, this is really the first time we've had to sort of say thank you very much, everyone, for getting in touch and just being super cool. Yeah, super cool. People get involved on Twitter saying they like the show and stuff. I mean, I, di- I didn't expect uh, it to be so well received. I-, I thought it would be better received. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed we have to do this because I thought by now I'd be very, very wealthy. <laughs> um, didn't work out. No, in the same way, Ted DiBiase, Money can be given to you, and money can be taken away. Like, and it's very much contractual. Like Ted DiBiase, it can look from the outside <laughs> like you're doing really, really well. The reality is you're, you're having a lot of ramen. Um, <laughs> it's sitting in a borrowed studio recording. <laughs> we couldn't even afford a little bottle of beer each nope, and for it's, this it, one. It is literally too late. <laughs> it's, it's London is clearing out, and that's the moment where we move in and we yeah. go, now is the time to do the nation's favourite favourite British wrestling podcast. Like the rats that we are. The <laughs> London rats that we are. Um, WrestleMania 6. What did you think? I enjoyed it uh, a lot more than WrestleMania 4. Which one was the corky one? Was it the fourth oh, one? That's sort of 4 through yeah, 5. 4 through 5. Okay, yeah, 6. I enjoyed back on form, I think, yes, in many it, ways. It's very much like a one-match show. Yes. But what a match. I well, mean, yeah, I, I, I'm presuming you're talking about uh, uh, the one... Um, Coco Beware versus, versus Rick Martel. <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, the genius versus, uh, uh, yeah. versus Beefcake and uh, Mr. Perfect, obviously. Uh, uh, there's, yeah, so. there's, uh, there's a lot to like about this WrestleMania. For mm. me... 
it's an important one. I think it will be for a lot of people who are listening. Right. This was the first WrestleMania I watched live. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I was about 13. Yes. Uh, I, I went to my friend Elliot Goodman's house. He had Sky. And we'd started watching it at Survivor Series 89. That's when mm. we got into it, which is the tail end of 89. Mm. So this is April 1990. So this is the first time I'd ever seen the build-up to a WrestleMania. Right, okay. And it really was a dream match. The idea that you'd see two huge babyface heroes, mm. Hogan and Warrior, they'd met sort of in the Royal Rumble. They'd had a sort of a to-do. And when you're 13, you are so excited, <laughs> not just at the idea of the match, but at the idea that they might not do the match because it was so unreal okay, that that would happen. Right, yeah. uh, it, was, it was so thrilling. So this, this WrestleMania has got a lot of really good memories for me. Mm. I remember watching it live uh, down in, back when TVs, a big TV was like 16 inches, mm. you know, astonishing. There were about 10 of us. We had a sleepover. I think most of us fell asleep in the middle of like the second match, <laughs> but we did all wake up for the main event. Right. And I remember watching that, you know, at that age, you've not been really, really drunk but it felt like being drunk. You were woozy, you were tired. Mm. There was this amazing spectacle. And so for me, it's got a lot of really good childhood memories for me. So what time would it have been in the UK? So this was live, was it? Was yeah, it, live it, went out, it went out live and it started about 1am. Right, okay. And so by the time you got to the main event, you were looking at sort of, you know, 20 to 4 in the morning. Mm. Uh, and, and this is back before the internet. You didn't necessarily, you could have had a time kind of buffered. Uh, yeah. Sure, couldn't you? You could have had it on. A they they used to do it on Sky that you'd, you'd buy the pay-per-view mm. and I think it was always one price, although I had an idea that when it got closer the price went up right um but they they had one price i think you'd pay that and then i think there was a replay the following, following afternoon afternoon right okay yeah and that, that, that was the way to do it. i mean but this was this this for me i can still watch it and it still gives me goosebumps i think mm. it's such a really exciting well put on piece of work with a crowd who are insanely into it yeah massively i mean obviously this was uh, in was it toronto it's toronto yeah wasn't it's it? the yeah. toronto sky dome mm. um sixty-five thousand people uh, it's the first time they've done wrestlemania outside of mainland america this yeah. is what well, not mainland america america mm. this is canada um there were loads of it's an astonishing thing it's a really really big stadium it's really well lit and mm. the crowd themselves are just excited from start to finish yeah I, I thought it came together really really nicely it was a lot more slick this time round um, promos were cut using autocue clearly at yep. times and there were some lovely genuinely lovely moments yeah and there's also there's a feeling in there where they go do you know what we've got this right yeah. this is really working from the company what they didn't know is that this is really the beginning of of what was very, very nearly the end. So oh. 1990 is the last great year for the WWF. By the time we get to 1995, they're almost bankrupt. They're almost really? closing. They have a real nightmare. And this is the moment where they go, everything's fantastic. <laughs> In the moment of greatest triumph comes the moment of greatest danger. <laughs> they didn't know that the next five years were going to be a nightmare. Is that, so, why, why were they such a nightmare? Just kind of lots sure of reasons. It, but... we, will, we will talk mm, about them. Okay. But they had huge amounts of, really the big thing that hung over it was the steroid investigation by the government. Right. Right. Uh, by the time the steroid investigation was over, which, which was Which seems quite years. quaint. Quite quaint in 2018, bearing in mind, you know, you go to any gym. Yeah. My gym uh, around the corner, I'm not going to mention who it is, mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't really matter because they are openly doing it. Next to the sink, sharp spin. Amazing. So people putting needles in the, needles in the bin. There is, like, there is a thing, and I'm talking about steroids, is, is a hard thing. I don't know very much about them. I only know about them through wrestling, yes, essentially. Yeah. And I know a lot of people say, oh, actually steroids, uh, you know, used responsibly 
then they are very, very good for you, and it's uh, just part, part and parcel of this. I would say, yes, use responsibly. I've no, I've no idea whether they're good or not. I would say, used irresponsibly. They tend to kill people in their 30s. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm on steroids. I take steroids this, every morning and evening because uh, of my uh, asthma. Because so, of, because of your and, huge physique, and, 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 uh, it is I am worth fucking ripped. This is absolutely worth saying, though. But there are fifteen in-ring performers at WrestleMania six mm. who have died. What in, in at this WrestleMania? Yeah, Incredible. and there are thirty-six wrestlers on the show. That means forty-two percent of them are dead. Yeah, that's what twenty-seven years. And this is not exactly um, the period of time where you would see the wrestlers who were there from the fifties. You know what I mean? No, like this, no. this this year barely had any kind of legacy wrestlers. In. I think what was a funny thing is when you go back to WrestleMania two, mm. there are far far fewer people dead. Yeah, look at the people who are dead: Rick Rude, yeah, uh, Kurt Hennig, Mister Perfect. Mm. Uh, all died, I mean, in, in their early 40s, yeah. if they make that. Uh, you've got Hercules, mm. uh, you've got um, Sapphire. Uh, she wasn't. She wasn't. She wasn't steroids. <laughs> she wasn't steroids. No, but no. But I mean, I mean, yes, yes. People die. It's just that there, there is a, a big tranche of people there who were steroid users who died absolutely insanely young. Mm. Um, and so I, I don't really want to get into steroid debate until we talk about this over sort of WrestleMania 7, right, WrestleMania okay, 8. Yeah. And that really does change the business as well. Oh, okay. Not not just change the business, it changes it for the better. Mm. I, I, you know, people will say, you know nothing about steroids, you don't understand the benefits of them. Yeah, I don't. What I do understand is a lot of people who I really like the work of, they died. Mm. And the reason they died was because they took steroids. Yeah. So uh, we'll get into it in WrestleMania 7, which is really the, the watershed moment. Mm. Well, it all, it all kicks off with uh, somebody doing a voiceover. I'm still not sure who actually does it, but it's a man sort of shouting like that. It's Vince. Is it Vince? It's Vince. He sounds like he sounds like he's got food poisoning, but he doesn't know it, <laughs> and he's about to give an impassioned speech. It's going to end with some vomit. Oh, the stars are going. <laughs> yeah, it's revolting. It's really repulsive. <laughs> wow, I had no idea that was him. It's got some music behind it, and I can't work out what instrument they play it on. <laughs> it's like music from space. I don't know where it comes from. Well, well, the actual start is like the, the signs of the Zodiac. They have the different signs of the, the crane and the... I yeah. I don't really know the signs of the Zodiac, but different ones like... And, the, and then, and then and you then, get the Hulk and the, and the Warrior. And then they have a little wrestle. Yeah. With computer graphics. And, they, and I always go off how good the WrestleMania is going to be from the actual WrestleMania font and the WrestleMania yeah. logo spinning around and stuff. Beautiful kind of start of the 90s glossy angular graphics yeah. work. Like a video toaster workstation with a Commodore Amiga just mixed together. It's beautiful. This is a perfection. You think what we, mm. we had with other sports yeah. in Britain in 1990. I mean, it was like Sigfax. <laughs> this is this is the glitz, the glamour. Yeah. It's, the, it's the vintage era of those graphics. They do them so well. And weirdly, in this WrestleMania, um, there aren't that many celebrities um, performing no. effectively. No. Uh, you've got, you know, a singer at the start, obviously you've got, um, you've got Mary, Ty- Mary Tyler Moore, who's clearly paid to be in the front ah, of the audience. Oh, no. What? Mary Tyler Moore, at that time, was going out with Brutus the Barber Beefcake. What? That's true. Hot holy hell. That's why she's there. That's amazing. Supporting her man. She, she must have been like, 10, she 20 was a bit years older. older than him. Yeah, yeah, like, I, yeah. I remember as a kid, he was one of my favourite wrestlers mm. as, as a kid, and I remember finding out that he was going out with Mary Tyler Moore, and I felt a bit sick. <laughs> <laughs> she was one of the most famous women in the world, well, in the US at that time. Yeah, right? huge. I mean, I mean, again, slightly wasted on us, because no one knows who she is here. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit where a commentator, ah. Sean Mooney, says, Mary Tyler Moore, to me, you'll always be Mary Richards. I think it's like a puzzle. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what kept, that means. She kept on asking. Uh, he kept on asking her what uh, what the honky tonk man 
reminds her of. Yes. And he and she says, "All right, Elvis Presley." And Bingo. Then, She's yeah. got that one right. Yeah. And then she, and then he moves on to another wrestler. He says, "What do you think uh, Greg the Valentine looks like?" And you know, Sean, you've asked her a question once, and you know, by a miracle, she got it right. <laughs> Don't push your luck. And so she goes, um, "Also, Elvis." And he goes. <laughs> No. Um, <laughs> sort of a cross between Roy Orbison and Johnny Cash. <laughs> yeah, nice one, Mary. Still, ina- still inaccurate, though. Yeah. Still massively exactly. inaccurate. Do you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of a big wooden lump. <laughs> That's a, what he reminds me a of. A colleague of my lover. <laughs> That's what he reminds me of. Yeah. It's, it, it, uh, they really ma- <laughs> The other celebrities on there are uh, Hollywood star Rona Barrett. <laughs> we no idea. I think she was one of those kind of like uh, uh, Hollywood kind of e kind of presenters, wasn't she? Kind of. She, oh, I think she interviewed... back in the day when you could do that if you were in your fifties. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't like the sexy niece and the uncle. No, it was uh, women of advancing us who could get who could get who were being on television inexplicably Quite in the nineties. What was that about? In the same so way, strange. as they say, who should we get to do the Canada, Canadian national anthem? Yes, let's get. They say internationally acclaimed. <laughs> And renowned Robert Goulet. Robert Goulet. Yeah. Now he was famous as an actor, right. but he was like a low-level sort of B-movie actor. Yes, okay. Uh, and he had a sort of knock-on musical career mm. where he did these sort of, this sort of crooning, mm. and he sings "O Canada." Worth noting that "O Canada" is one of the worst national anthems <laughs> in history. And also, everyone like there's a lot of booze when yeah. he starts singing. Um, have they forgotten what who sang a national anthem last year? I think it's. Do you know? <laughs> do you know? <laughs> poor Rockin' Robin. I, Rockin I, I, Robin. I think there's a, there's a funny thing about that which I, I always sort of thought: Are the Canadian fans mocking the Americans? Who are really sensitive about their national anthem, <laughs> right. and the Canadians are like, "Yeah, we don't yeah, care. We, yeah, we do not care." <laughs> <laughs> that's the yeah, Quebecois. Quebec. What do they do? They go, "Eh, that's <laughs> it, isn't it? <laughs> uh, we don't care." Eh. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's what that nation's like. <laughs> so, um, so it's, I'll kick off with it, Hulk Hogan, Maurice Sanders, Zodiac. What I like about it, it's amazing coincidence that Hulk. Um, called out the ultimate warrior for the ultimate challenge and it scans so well and suddenly that is the tagline for the new yeah, WrestleMania. Yes. It's weird that he used that. I know. And it just became kind of like the ultimate challenge. They they, they ran with it. <laughs> they thought Hulk's onto something here. So you got the ultimate warrior you got on the on the poster and Hulk Hogan and they're just floating above the Rockies. Yes. Beautiful. One, on of, one of the of, better ones, definitely. On a great purple night. <laughs> yes. Uh, I tell you what, there's there's something really underrated about the WWF, which at this time, which is they had really good photography. Right. And if you look at their WWF magazine, mm. it is a bit like reading the face, but it's just got loads of people who who are ill, essentially. <laughs> but it's it's such beautiful photography. They really do present it well. And that sort of iconic image of the two of them in the Ultimate Challenge thing. This this WrestleMania, presentation-wise, is as good as any oh, WrestleMania. Oh, it's bang on. And also, they, they don't labour on the montage, which is something we've enjoyed in previous WrestleManias. And yes. people listening to WrestleMania uh, will know that we love the montage they do over the National Anthem. This one is like five seconds long. Yeah. It gives me uh, the emotional uh, bends a little bit because it goes so fast. Yep. It's just shooting across the Rockies, shooting across mountain ranges... It was like one of those VR experiences you'd get at the, at the fair, yeah. where you just have a big camp, a, a big um, like uh, projector, just projecting a yeah. big kind of like roller coaster. There's and you that, fall over. There's that bit in uh, Monty Python's The Meaning of Life where <laughs> Eric Idle sings the song about being. Um, uh, you better hope that there's something else up there because there's bugger all down here on mm. Earth. And there's a bit where it goes into like Tron graphics, yeah. and it's a woman's <laughs> legs that part and they sort of birth, you know, the, the stars. And it did remind me of that a bit. But it's ah, <laughs> uh, it, it, this is also the problem that we're going to. 
come up against, which is they begin to get a bit more professional. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it, to have problems? Yeah, they, you just, which you know, is kind of what we're here for, I'm, really. I, mean, I know, and thank God that all the guys there are so problematic. It doesn't matter <laughs> how slick it is, yeah. they are absolutely going to provide the chuckles. The men are broken. The men are broken inside. <laughs> well, it all kicks off with um, uh, the Fink. Yep. The Finkelman. He reminds me, do you remember those little toys you used to get when you were a kid from the 50p shop? And they were like little old man, old old men, mm. rubber masks, yes. and you'd stick your little fingers in and you'd make them talk. <laughs> yeah. They reminded me of, he reminds me of one of them. Yeah. His face is so squishy. It is. He's, he's got the bald head and the slightly ratty moustache yeah. that lends itself to cheap toys. Or possibly Fraser's um, enemy in Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and and this is the f- and and this uh, I think this WrestleMania always gets mentioned as one of those ones where um, I think uh, is Edge the wrestler. Yes, that's right. Was he, in attendance. He's twelve years old, and I right. think he's, oh, he's in the twelfth row. I think it is. Mm. He's a young man. Uh, other wrestlers who were there were Lance Storm right. and a chap called Chris Canyon, okay. uh, less well known, but uh, they were both uh, Chris Canyon quite big towards the end of uh, WCW's era. He did have uh. a brief period in uh, WWE which uh, didn't go that well. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so, again, what you're seeing here is that generation of wrestlers who are younger going to WrestleMania and finding it special. So by the mm. time it comes around and they're on their first WrestleMania, they're pulling out all the stops mm. because it's big to them. In a way that, to these guys, again, I think we've said this before, it's just another night. Yeah. Um, we get the first match, which is mm. uh, Rick Martel, the model, versus oh, uh, Coco Beware. This is the weird thing. So the Wikipedia page for WrestleMania, because I like to get my matches in order, yeah. otherwise I get incredibly lost. Um there was a dark match. There was a dark match. I had no idea. I, I, I Google it. I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. So it's a match that's a, a televised event but doesn't get televised. That's right, yeah. It, so it's, it, it's like a local talent thing or like n- a... Not so much, no. Not on something like WrestleMania, but you would get those. So, so for example, when WWE sometimes used to tour in the 90s, mm. you'd quite often get a six-man match with British wrestlers in it. Right. And it was a way for them to look at talent. So one right. of the people who did their first trial for the WWF was uh, William Regal. Right. He was... Uh, at that time, a British wrestler under the name Steve Regal, and he got to uh, perform in front of them. So it was mm. a way, a dark match is not just a way of them saying, let's have a look at young talent, mm. but it's, it, it's essentially the warm-up. Right. So imagine a TV studio, you're about to go and see a Paddy McGuinness panel show, mm. you'll have a warm-up. Mm. Uh, That's funnier than Paddy McGuinness. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be Ted Robbins, and he'll do 15 minutes, and it's just that thing to get the audience, you don't want them coming in cold. Yeah, okay. So I think the, the warm-up match is Brooklyn Brawler versus Paul Roma. Yes, it is. Is that yes, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's on my list. <laughs> yeah, it's it, 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 it's it's a long-standing tradition. They nowadays put them in this sort of pre-match thing that mm. they do on the network before it goes out. But the dark matches were, were very famous. Oh. It's called dark because they used to do it really as a test for the lights. Right. So okay. a dark match is a thing that you can just check all the things and it gives everyone a, 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 a dummy run through. That's so weird. Before you kick off with People the main testing event. testing the mics in the background. Yeah. <laughs> one, two, two, one, two. Testing the milky steroids. <laughs> um, so, the, so, the, so, sorry, so the first proper match that we see on the television is uh, Rick Martel uh, against um, Coco Beware. Yeah. Now, Rick Martel, he's, this is his first WrestleMania as a bad guy. He turned mm, right. uh, during WrestleMania 5. And they gave him a really good gimmick, which is the model. And he mm. was really, really good at this. He comes out with his little perm. Yeah. Um, there's a really weird thing that Jesse Ventura and Gorilla Monsoon do, which is to sell the gimmick, they have to say, he's so handsome, he's so beautiful. Mm. But you can see they're going, it's sort of difficult to do without <laughs> us sounding like we're going, oh, we're homosexual. <laughs> so it, what happens in this match is they've obviously got that in their head. Yeah. And so everything they say... <laughs> 
during the course of the match sounds really dirty. So <laughs> Jesse starts going, it starts where it goes wrong is Jesse goes, look at that face, look at that body. And one of them then goes, oh, the model's got a date with Coco Beware. <laughs> From that moment on, they are subconsciously unable to turn away from the fact that these two men might have sex. <laughs> so I wrote down the, the lines that they say. And this, bear in mind, this is a five-minute match. <laughs> Coco Beware is not about to lay down for anyone. Martel is restless. Once he gets the upper hand, he stays right on your case. He's got Coco in a compromising position. If he turns him over, Coco's in big trouble. <laughs> You can't beat Martel. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty boys. Oh, that's magical. I mean, it all it started even before the match, actually, when, they were, when they, I think the... Because um, those um, big trolleys are coming They've back. They've got their little they, carts. Their little yeah. carts are back. Um, Jesse Ventura starts by comparing uh, Robert... Uh, is it Goulet? Goulet? Robert Goulet. Robert Goulet with uh, Axel Rose. Because he's clearly <sighs> trying to make his references a little bit more current. Yes. And then Gorilla asks who he thinks Coco Beware looks like. And to Jesse's credit, yes. he elects not to answer. He does, doesn't he? He just goes, I'll probably get myself into trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I've been warned. Or maybe he's just run out of racial epithets. Yeah, possibly. He did get through quite a lot last time. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. You can see here as well, really, the the, the shame is, Rick Martel is is from Quebec. He is a Canadian. Ah. He's a bad guy and at this time people did boo the bad guys Mm. regardless of where they were from. Mm. But you can see that even in Canada where they've got a Canadian local, if you like, in Rick Martel, Mm. the crowd love Coco Beware. Right. And Coco Beware was such a good wrestler and he never really got a chance to to shine and well, it's a real shame he's he, he he's he's sort of weathered well when you watch these wrestlemanias mm. he really well, goes in there and he works hard well you, you you sort of see that he's very much part of wrestlemania like he seems mm. to be in every one even though he's probably only been about two but he seems seem to be used quite a lot entirely i noticed as well frankie his macaw mm. it's very very malty <laughs> and so it's lights are you allowed to like transport birds from America point, to Canada. Actually, yeah, good point, actually. That's, all, that's over the border, isn't it? He's multi, either because it's not Frankie yeah. and it's a different one, or he's been stored away for quite a while, <laughs> isn't he? He's, he's been, been in been a gym a, bag. He's been fighting with a snake <laughs> in, a, in a bag for the last three hours. If you, if you did work at customs during the 80s and 90s and you saw Coco Beware or Jake Roberts coming through, you just go, oh, this is this is brilliant. <laughs> I am going to get to strip search Coco or Jake and I'm going to find something that's going to be a big find. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Smashing work. Rick Martel puts on the Boston Crab. That was mm. his finishing move. Boston Crab is one of those moves you don't see a great deal, right. but its name is so sort of well known. It's yeah, I rem- it's probably one of the few wrestling moves I remember from school. I remember yeah. being put in a couple. They hurt, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they really do. That was it was one of the few moves. I remember having the figure four put on me and the first time anyone did that, I thought my legs were going to break. <laughs> and ever since then I was like, actually no, this doesn't hurt. This person just got it right. But the Boston Crab, if you got put in one of those, oh, you knew about it. I had to go to the head teacher crying because someone put me in a Boston Crab. Um, it was my fault. Like, I, I, honestly, I, I just picked. I hadn't picked on this lad. He was the school bully. I don't know why I did that, but I was, I was just sort of being a bit cheeky. And he put me in a Boston Crab. And uh, did you wrestle at school? Head my God, no. <laughs> God no. I didn't know what the hell. We was used going to wrestle on. at school. We took it very seriously. <laughs> yeah, I had a character and everything. Really? What, yeah. you, what was your character? What uh, uh, that you'd made yourself? Yeah, I had a costume and everything. Shut up. Yeah. How was that allowed in the schoolyard? Well, they sort of didn't mind it. <laughs> I remember a couple of times the PE teacher used to 
come over and go, why don't you stop doing this and learn boxing? And we'd be so like, well, that's not what it's about. Um, I was the Rabbi Moses cookamonger. That was my, my, I was, uh, it was, it was such. The Rabbi Moses cookamonger. What's cookamonger? I don't know. I mean, I just, I didn't want to make it too Jewish. I thought it might be insensitive. You went to a Jewish school. (laughs) You're Jewish. Cookamonger is a good wrestling name. (laughs) Whatever you, if you're called Len and they went, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Len. You'd be like, oh, and you'd be like, cookamonger. You'd be like, good. This is great. But cookamonger sounds like, uh, like a catanish with cowabunga. Yeah. And, uh, another wrestler's name. I, I never quite <laughs> liked writing it down <laughs> because Cucamonga, I'm not sure how it's spelt, but I like the sound of it. I, had I, a, I think um, Cook, uh, K or K. I, I would have gone for C. C-U-A- C-A Cucamonga. Cucamonga. I liked it. Um, I had a gold couple uh, that was very t- dazzling. Nice. Yeah, it was good. Oh, well, yeah. maybe we can, because um, there's these role-playing, these wrestling role-playing games now, uh-huh. and you can create your own wrestler and, yeah. you know, get them to fight the greats. Uh, Peter, I mean, you know, I did it for real. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, you know, if you'd have been, like, in Aldenham in 1992, <laughs> uh, you'd have seen some real impressive stuff. Yeah, you would have seen, uh, at, how old were you? Uh, 13. A 13 year old blading himself <laughs> in the schoolyard. It predated that. It really did. Um, uh, excellent. You know, uh, Howard Gold was my favourite. He was a tiny, short little lad. Uh, yes. And he was called the Taboo Tiger. The Taboo Tiger? You should write all these down. These are fantastic. Yeah, I think I've actually. <laughs> oh my yeah, I might, I might actually have some, some photos of this. That's a rash thing to say, isn't yeah, it? That, okay. I would actually like to see people's... If, if they did do wrestling costumes, I'd be more than happy to see that. Yeah, but, or but, not even wrestling costumes from actual wrestlers, like ones you made up yourself. Yeah, I mm. would I, I would say you do have to be under 16. I don't want to see like pictures of people in their 40s sort of going, what do you think of this? You know, it's hard to reply, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, Look at man. what I've done, Mark. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, Rabbi Mark. <laughs> I, you know, I can't, I can't... I was about to say benediction. That's an entirely different religion. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, incredible. Well, that's something I've never heard. Well, it's not something I'm proud to admit, to be brutally frank. <laughs> um, so it goes on to a, a promo, Mean Gene uh, mm. and the Colossal, colossal um, Connection. Uh, he kept on doing, like, poo jokes. <sighs> the Colostomy Connection. These people have writers, Mark. I know. Like, this is all pre-recorded. Do you know, what is funny about this is this one is bad, and he talks about, Mean Gene goes, oh, they're regular guys. Yes, okay, um, yeah, 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 But yeah. actually, most of the... Uh, little interviews they do in this. They are scripted, but most of them work. And so yeah. whoever was writing this in about 1990, mm. which might have been a fellow called Bruce Pritchard, I'm not 100% right. sure, but he, uh, whoever did it was actually making, there's a really good one that Bruce's Beefcake does, where he says, he's talking about fighting Mr. Perfect, and he says, you're not perfect, everyone has flaws, everybody makes mistakes, and I tonight I'm going to sever his perfect record at a pretty good clip. Now, yeah. it's not hilarious. No, but it shows a good turn of phrase. And when you see the Ultimate Warrior do his thing, you go, Jesus Christ, anything for just a sort of simple, <laughs> well worked out it is the uh, the auto cue comes to uh, you can check you can tell uh, Roddy Piper's reading uh, you yeah. can't tell the ultimate warrior's reading but the amount of words he gets out I think he has to be reading I, because that because it's so wordy I honestly think that is not him reading I think that is how he speaks and <laughs> thinks he is he is not 
normal. No, it's it's an it's not. Oh, it's not even intense. It's just weird. It it's doesn't. Just, it it does doesn't not, affect me in any way. No, and it, it does make not me feel make anxious. sense. No. It, uh, there's a really good way. Again, and and uh, having been a fan of this as a kid, mm. there is a great way for again people to go. This looks crap, mate. <laughs> is to have the Ultimate Warrior sitting there screaming and just just saying nothing. And you look <laughs> at it and you go, "All oh, right, you know. Uh, do you know what else you might like? A rabid dog. You know. Do you know what else you might like? Some mad." hobo you know it's so badly done yeah it's and, dreadful and, and funnily enough again some of the reason they have a trouble after this wrestlemania is they have hitched their bandwagon onto the ultimate warrior right and they suddenly realize hulk hogan you could put him on live with regis and kathy lee and he'd go hey well you know good to see you i'm gonna give you a headlock and everyone yeah. would go ha 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 well you put the ultimate warrior on and he's talking about satellites constellations the power of the warriors and then all he does is sort of stop banging his chest and people look genuinely scared <laughs> you know he is not a corporate mascot no he really is i wouldn't, I wouldn't make him a receptionist <laughs> you know the guy is uh, uh, we'll get to it but uh, he, he, but his a preview. He's appalling. <laughs> Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Because Mingy goes in uh, mm. slagging off, you know, a legend in the game in Andre. Yes. And uh, Haku, an actual psychopath. Yeah. I, I kept on reading up about um, uh, uh, Haku, Tonga Fafita. <laughs> they are good stories. Tonga Fafita. Um, he's now working in, in, in a car dealership in Florida. Now, 
Is he moving the cars around <laughs> with his hands? <laughs> Everyone is taking extras on that one. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> you can either have the sat-nav in the car or I'm putting up your ass. Either way, you're fucking paying for that sat-nav. Do you want tinted windows or do you want to lose an eye? <laughs> what, what do you want the tint made of? Uh, plastic or would you like blood? Your blood. There's a glorious moment where um, um, Andre and Haku have to deliver one line. One that's, that's all I have to do is deliver one line. They look at each other for timing and then they fuck up the one thing they have to say. Uh, and this is it. We know how we're going to treat them, don't we? We're going to eliminate them. <laughs> we're amazing. going to eliminate them. That's amazing. Is Andre's not the worst there? No. Haku is really like, oh, I've got, I remember, I've got to say that thing. And he just goes, but I didn't look at it. So <laughs> what I'm going to do is just go, <laughs> and like, if you're the director, you're going to come in and go, mate, what are you playing at? And have him go, do you know what I'm playing at? I'm playing at eat your nose. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to eliminate them. They looked at each other for the timing, <laughs> if not the, the rhythm. What's, what's really weird about this is Andre actually seems quite chipper yes. in this WrestleMania. He's, yeah. he's having sort of quite a good time. No, it's, it's, again, he's gone. He's got rounder and he's got more yeah. fun, I think. So, his, yeah. his legs have got sort of slightly slimmer. He, he Basically, <laughs> they have this match against Demolition. At this point, they're the tag team champions. Mm. And again, I think it's one of these things that Vince McMahon has done. This is to go, Andre, it's coming to an end. Yeah. But hey, for us, you're still number one. Mm. So what they do is they go, and we're going to give you the tag team title belts. And what, what will happen there is you, you'll be the champion, mm. but Haku can get in the ring and do all the work. Yeah. And in this match, Andre comes in once or twice to do a little kick when there's a pin. Yeah. But he never tags him. Right. He, he doesn't come into the ring at mm. all. And at the end, he gets knocked into the ropes, which is pretty much all he could do at that point, and he, the match ends. Yeah. Um, it goes for about, I, I think it's probably sort of eight, nine minutes, and he really does nothing. This is the last time mm. he is ever performing in a WWE ring. He's yeah. never back again. He's, he dies within three years. Within three years. Yeah. Incredibly, over the, like, I think, that his last match is in December 1992, and right. this is April 1990. Yeah. And he's over in Japan, and he works with a guy called Giant Baba, who runs all Japan. Yes. And by the time he's there, I mean, he really is struggling to mm. do anything. He does an elbow drop, which is sort of famous in, in a horrible way. It's an infamous elbow drop, mm. because he can't even just fall onto his elbow. He sort of rolls down, and then he sort of flops out. I mean, it's just yeah. horrible. Rather unedifying. Um, but this is the last time he's in the WWF ring. And what they do, which is really nice, is they go, this is the last time. You're not going to go out being booed. Yes. Exactly, so yeah. they have him with Bobby Heenan, who does a brilliant job here, giving him a smack, you know, saying, you know, you're rubbish, we've lost the belts. And mm. Andre grabs him and gives him a hit. This is also the power of managers. It's mm. not really done so much nowadays. In the old days... You could see any match, but people would go mad if a wrestler managed to get his hands on a manager. <laughs> yeah. And so Andre does that here. Now, Andre has to slap Heenan twice. He the second connect. time, he <laughs> whiffs it entirely. And poor old Bobby Heenan, is, he knows it's miles away, yeah. so he doesn't sell it. And yeah. he sort of goes... And Andre, you can see him looking a bit confused, and then he does one as a backhander. Mm. He manages, really, to save all of his energy for that last bit. Yeah. And then he has to get onto the, the, the little... Uh, what, what are they called? The, the little carriage that little takes carriage, him back yeah. to the back. And so he actually gets... A nice round of applause. He has a great... Like, he looks... Uh, he leaves victorious. Yeah. Uh, there's a smile on his face after he's finished working. There's a smile on his face. And it's quite a lovely way for him to leave. It really is. It really is. He's also, pe you can see people's... And also the lighting works here because you can see people's faces. And when he starts going at it with um, Heenan, like, 
people are kind of animated and excited yeah. and they're laughing and they're enjoying themselves. Yeah, it's, oh man, he's um, I, I, for me when I first started watching this, I'd only known him as a bad guy. Right. So this didn't have that emotional pull for me. I watch it now and I think how good that they decided to say you're going to be a hero going out. Yeah. For the next year, Andre does work in the WWF. Uh, he's has a, a storyline where he comes to the ring and mm. the managers are all trying to sign up his services and he's turning them all down. His last contracted thing was going to be the Royal Rumble in 1991. Right. And I think they looked at him and they, they thought, do you know what, this isn't going to work. Mm. So they said, oh, he had an injury. And then they did a thing where Earthquake, who they're making the big the bad guy, guy yeah, yeah. attacks him. Yeah. Um, but Andre never wrestles in, in, in WWF again. Mm. It, it, he was very much past his prime. Mm. Uh, it's nice that they got him out as nicely as they could. Yeah. So he leaves. His last match is for a championship. Mm. That's the way it should be. Yeah, fantastic. And um, Axe and Smash, I think they played their part. I think I really like Smash's optimism mm. um, in ending, ending his, um, his face paint, a hairline he hasn't had <laughs> in a long time. Because you could just keep on going with that shit. Yeah. And, and I've sort of seen, when I sort of see a wrestler, I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. I like give him a little Google. And, and the, what I like about it is, because they're still kind of about knocking about mm. together, um, they will sit there with their face paint. They just look like, you know, like dad's... Like yeah. dads, but with the same face paint, uh, on, the, which is the, adorable. The, the two of them, I think, I think they wrestled as recently as 2017 Mad, together. And and Axe, really, this is his last year of, of full-time competition. Right. He was an older wrestler, mm. so he'd actually wrestled Andre in the 70s. Uh, he was a, a wrestler called Masked Superstar. Quite right. a big, sort of, you know, big, famous guy. Um, he then did the tag team, obviously, as he got a bit older. The face paint hid the fact he was old. Right. So you don't really notice. He just looks <laughs> like he's sort of, he's, he's one of the guys. Um, he develops a heart murmur. Right. at this point and so they bring in a third member of Demolition during the year so mm. that he doesn't really have to get back in the ring again yeah. but it is incredible he's still going Demolition are I'm sure I mentioned this on either Wrestlemania 4 or Wrestlemania 5 mm. but they are an iconic team yeah, knockoffs of the Road Warriors who yeah. became hugely popular in their own right mm. um, both very good journeyman wrestlers who together created something magic mm. they're not in the Hall of Fame they're very much out of favour and it's because they're part of a class action uh, regarding That's... head injuries and whether the WWE created an unsafe working environment. There's so many guys that are in this sort of situation with that with that one lawyer. With that one lawyer. Uh, there's been a number of, of things that have been shot down over the years regarding the case that he's brought. Um, obviously, it's still in court. Mm. And uh, let me tell you, podcasts do not pay for lawyers. <laughs> so, let's see this foot. They must, it's stepping back. They most certainly don't. In the promo before the um, demolition versus um, colossal collection, collection mm-hmm. um, there's a beautiful moment where Axel Smash, I can't remember actually who goes mental, yeah. he starts shouting about Andre the Giant. He says, I'd like to take Andre the Giant, I'd like to throw him in the back of a semi-tractor trailer, get behind that wheel and drive him straight off a cliff. <laughs> He's not thought that through. <laughs> He's hitting the ground first, if anything. Maybe he wants to kill Andre so badly <laughs> that he is willing to a essentially... murder suicide. Uh, uh, whatever it takes. <laughs> whatever it takes, Andre must die. And, and, and again, nice to see Haku as well. When you read about Haku, it always says... Like, the same story so he, yeah. he, he pulled a man's teeth out yep. he smashed a man through three doors mm. beat the shit out of Jake the Snake mm. but he's better known it always says but he's better known as a passionate family man no he isn't <laughs> he's, he's better known for pulling a man's fucking eye out that's what he's better known as yeah he's, he's known for being ridiculously violent <laughs> <laughs> Does that oh. mean I can't be a good father? No, no, absolutely not. No, sir, no. Didn't didn't pull my children's eyes out. Well, good, good for you. Um, uh, earthquake. Yes, with Jimmy Hart 
and Hercules. Yes, that's right. Uh, we, we have a nice little interview with Earthquake before. Again, he was a big guy. He was actually surprisingly good in the interviews. Yeah, uh, and he's surprising. He's a good big man. He well, I I looked at him. I thought, God, he's he can't be that far. He's six foot seven build, but yeah, can't be that far away from Andre. He's massive, mm. absolutely massive. He's very sweaty. <laughs> he's so oh. sweaty. Do you do you know how old he was in this WrestleMania? No, right. <laughs> Get, have a guess, like because he he's got no hair well, on top. I'm, I'm going under because of the way you phrased it. I think he was 39. He was 27. No, he was 27, right? <laughs> he was, no, he was 27, right? And then I tre- 27 what? <laughs> 27 storm probably, but 27, <laughs> not 27 years. And then I checked no. it again, and I was like, oh no, wait, because his birthday's in. June, so he's not even 27 yet. <laughs> he was 26. That is insane. 26. The poor sod. I mean, he died quite young, but 26. But imagine looking like that for all your life. <laughs> imagine it like when he's like 15 and he's beginning to look like that. He's sweating, cutting a promo. Oh, mate. That's, that's graft. That is work. Oh, yeah, I tell you, he's sweating and it's and it really shows <laughs> off, you know, I'm a big lad, I know how the sweat works, but it really shows <laughs> off the fact he's got these great sort of pendulous boobs and he's got this <laughs> groin that sunk back, you know, oh, and the worst thing is, later on, he went, do you know what, I'm going to get a new costume, and he got exactly the same costume, but in brown, and he looks worse. like the, the poo emoji, but with a beard. <laughs> oh, oh, he's awful. He's he does, he does every writer. single earthquake reference he can think of as well so he's talking about get your seismographs over and there's going to be aftershocks and tremors and stuff and then he takes on hercules and it this match i really i think is really enjoyable it does exactly what you need it to do Mm. you you have hercules comes out and he sort of goes he tries to use his chain and the ref sort of goes you mustn't use your chain Mm. and hercules goes like every match i always bring this i've (laughs) never been allowed to use it once (laughs) jake's allowed a a snake what like a snake yeah this is an inert piece of metal (laughs) Uh, man but it's not gonna upset anyone I'll start swinging it around my head. <laughs> yeah. But they, they do it quite well. This is this is fine. The, the the audience have a vague hope that Hercules will win mm. against this evil guy, Earthquake. And he does it really well where he, <laughs> he, he does that end move, which is... Uh, girl, I mean, I wouldn't want to take that that move. He's a really sweaty man. And he, what he does is he comes off the ropes and then he does a sort of sit-down splash yeah. on your chest. <laughs> which means you've got... I mean, his arse is on your chest. Yeah. And, and he's but nothing then, but arse at that point. But then the way he's sitting there yeah. is his his genitals are just <laughs> above your face. And that taint, massive. That Buffman's Ab- bridge. Absolutely, absolutely. Gargantuan. And the sweat as well. I mean, all of it must be... He was one of the first wrestlers that you saw who didn't have a tan. And he's just got <laughs> hairy legs and stuff like that. And it's <laughs> it really is just... It looks like it looks uh, like he's being, atta- he's being attacked by a massive bollock. And it's <laughs> absolutely repulsive. So magical. He was a literal sumo wrestler. Koto Tenta. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Like, he went to Japan and well, he was a sumo wrestler. One of... One of uh, uh, is it something like he was the third... Westerner, yeah, the third guy in, um, well, Caucasian, uh, yeah, the Caucasian doing the Canadian Comet. They called him. He's got something about his arm, isn't it? The tattoo. Yeah, so like the Japanese uh, don't like uh, tattoos, or oh, certainly back then it would have been a lot more frowned. Yeah, he had a tiger on his arm. He had a tiger. He went to I think Louisiana State University, right. which is the the mascot is the tiger. Three years before, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when he was seven, and he had this huge this huge tattoo done. He had it all of his career. Mm. In the mid nineties, he went to WCW and. 
they said to him, we're going to give you a gimmick. We can't call you Earthquake, obviously. Yep. We're going to call you Shark. Because it's another natural disaster. It didn't. I mean, they, no <laughs> did, one thought this through. And off his own bat, he thought, I'm going to make this work. And mm. what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually get my beloved tiger tattoo taken off and replaced with a shark. Oh, that's like cool. Like in Jaws. Cool. Uh, that gimmick lasted less than seven months. What, he got it removed? Because back then you couldn't get like a... No. Nope. There were no lasers. Nope. So he got rid of his old university tattoo to try and make a gimmick work and the gimmick lasted no time at all. Holy moly. By all accounts, by the way, he was a really nice guy. Mm. Lots of the wrestling journalists in the late 90s began sort of interviewing him and working with him and he was just a really, really decent nice, pleasant, happy guy. Yeah. He had a good sort of, a good run. He didn't seem to have any, any bad time in wrestling. Yeah. And he ended up getting a job selling men's suits oh, in, a, in a department store. Um, there's something about him that I find, knowing that he's a nice guy, I like him. As a yeah. kid, I just thought he was gross. I thought he was just <laughs> disgusting. Now I look at him and I, I didn't realise he was that young. Yeah, I that mean, incredible work. I mean, I'm fairly certain I got my sums right. It's, it seems to be the case anyway. But his um, his promo baseball card uh, for when he was out sumo wrestling, mm. he looks so much like a gigantic fat Jack Nicholson in The Shining. <laughs> like, check out if you can. His sumo wrestling um, re- is ref in, in, in the Wikipedia uh-huh. of, of him. He looks like Jack Nicholson. It, they did do in, in, the, in the sort of like uh, 93, 94, they brought in Yokozuna. Yes. Yokozuna is uh, a Samoan, mm. but he looked Japanese. Yeah. So they put him with Mr. Fuji. Um, Gosh, and yeah, he became, he was a huge man. Mm. And they really liked, it, you know, his size. And right. they, they really sort of put a rocket up him. Mm. But he did a couple of exhibition uh, sumo matches, sumo matches right. with Earthquake. Right. And Earthquake was genuinely a sumo, from a sumo background. He, he beat, um, like he, he had like an unbeaten record, 23 matches or something. Like he really? Beat, he beat everyone. Gosh, I, everyone why did he give it up? Uh, he gave it up because they it would require him to have a skin graft, for one, for his really? tattoo. Uh, and also, I just think he d- d- didn't really want to work that hard. He could make better money elsewhere, I suppose. I think he must have made quite a lot of money. He came into the business in, in 1990 mm. and he was... He was having programs with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Okay. So he would have been making a lot of money. Right, okay. uh, And by all accounts, he really deserved it. Yeah, damn right. Nice guy. Good boy. What a good boy. Um, so, Mark, um, we've reached the end of the show. Yay. We've got through three matches. Hey. inexplicable. Uh, uh, the, the dream is one day to do one of these and it's just one match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us. We'll be back uh, next week with more Wrestle Me. Wrestle You! No. No, sorry. Don't <laughs> anyone steal that, by the way. No, God, God no. Oh, Pete, you're going to have to get onto the internet. <laughs> Just keep that one. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to look after my shit. Um, if you want to get to the show, as always, uh, it's show at wrestlemepod.com. We've kind of caught up, so we can kind of pile through a couple of messages every now and again. Thank you so much for everyone uh, who got involved. Um, I think it's Tim, uh, Tim Corco, actually, mm-hmm. who uh, got in touch. Mike and Palmer uh, got, got in touch on uh, Twitter uh, regarding WrestleMania 5, things to keep an eye on the, how many people, how many wrestlers um, trip on the, on the bottom of the ring. You mentioned Lovely. that at the start. Yeah. Um, and also, another thing that you mentioned, um, all the banners and the ring skirt were, were reused from WrestleMania 4. That's brilliant. And the shadow of the eye, or the one, uh, was still in there while using the V. They how just, did we miss that? In, isn't that amazing? How did we miss that? Isn't that fantastic? Thanks for making us a bad Coco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get us to show show at WrestleMania.com and we'll be back very soon with more WrestleMania 6. Ta-da!
lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Jim. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.